Section 6 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Watson. The World's Story, Volume 8, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappen. Section 6. Thor Among the Giants. From the Younger Edda. Thor and his companions went their way and continued their journey until noon. Then they saw a berg standing on a plain, and it was so high that they had to bend their necks clear back before they could look over it. They drew nearer and came to the berg gate, which was closed. Thor, finding himself unable to open it, and being anxious to get within the berg, they crept between the bars and so came in. They discovered a large hall and went to it. Finding the door open, they entered and saw there many men, the most of whom were immensely large, sitting on two benches. Thereupon they approached the king, Utgard Loki, and greeted him. He scarcely deigned to look at them, smiled scornfully, and showed his teeth, saying, It is late to ask for tidings of a long journey. But if I am not mistaken, this stripling is Oku Thor, is it not? It may be, however, that you are really bigger than you look. For what feats are you and your companions prepared? No one can stay with us here unless he is skilled in some craft or accomplishment beyond the most of men. Then answered he who came in last, namely Loki, I know the feat of which I am prepared to give proof that there is no one present who can eat his food faster than I. Then said Utgard Loki, That is a feat indeed, if you can keep your word, and you shall try it immediately. He then summoned from the bench a man by name Loge, and requested him to come out on the floor and try his strength against Loki. They took a trough full of meat and set it on the floor, whereupon Loki seated himself at one end and Logi at the other. Both ate as fast as they could and met at the middle of the trough. Loki had eaten all the flesh off from the bones, but Loge had consumed both the flesh and the bones, and the trough too. All agreed that Loki had lost the wager. Then Utgard Loki asked what game that young man knew. Galfe answered that he would try to run a race with anyone that Utgard Loki might designate. Utgard Loki said this was a good feat, and added that it was to be hoped that he excelled in swiftness if he expected to win in this game, but he would soon have the matter decided. He arose and went out. There was an excellent race course along the flat plain. Utgard Loki then summoned a young man whose name was Hugé and bade him run a race with Dalfe. Then they took the first heat, and Hugé was so much ahead that when he turned at the goal, he met Dalfe, said Utgard Loki. You must lay yourself more forward, Dalfe, if you want to win the race. But this I confess, that there has never before come anyone hither who was swifter afoot than you. Then they took a second heat, and when Hugay came to the goal and turned, there was a long bolt shot to Dalfe. Then said Utgard Loki, Dalfe seems to me to run well. Still, I scarcely think he will win the race, but this will be proven when they run the third heat. Then they took one more heat. Hugay ran to the goal and turned back, 
but Thialfe had not yet gotten to the middle of the course. Then all said that this game had been tried sufficiently. Utgard Loki now asked Thor what feats there were that he would be willing to exhibit before them, corresponding to the tales that men tell of his great works. Thor replied that he preferred to compete with someone in drinking. Utgard Loki said there would be no objection to this. He went into the hall, called his cupbearer, and requested him to take the sconce horn that his thanes were wont to drink from. The cupbearer immediately brought forward the horn and handed it to Thor. Said Utgard Loki, From this horn it is thought to be well drunk if it is emptied in one drought. Some men empty it in two droughts, but there is no drinker so wretched that he cannot exhaust it in three. Thor looked at the horn and did not think it was very large, though it seemed pretty long, but he was very thirsty. He put it to his lips and swallowed with all his might, thinking that he should not have to bend over the horn a second time. But when his breath gave out, and he looked into the horn to see how it had gone with his drinking, it seemed to him difficult to determine whether there was less in it than before. Then said Utgard Loki, That is well drunk. Still it is not very much. I could never have believed it if anyone had told me that Asa Thor could not drink more, but I know you will be able to empty it in a second drought. Thor did not answer, but set the horn to his lips, thinking that he would now take a larger drought. He drank as long as he could, and drank deep as he was wont, but still he could not make the tip of the horn come up as he would like, and when he set the horn away and looked into it, it seemed to him that he had drunk less than the first time, but the horn could now be borne without spilling. Then said Utgard Loki, "'How now, Thor?' Are you not leaving more for the third drought than befits your skill? It seems to me that if you are to empty the horn with the third drought, then this will be the greatest. You will not be deemed so great a man here among us, as the Asas, gods, call you, if you do not distinguish yourself more in other feats than you seem to me to have done in this. Then Thor became wroth, set the horn to his mouth, and drank with all his might, and kept on as long as he could, and when he looked into it, its contents had indeed visibly diminished, but he gave back the horn, and would not drink any more, said Utgard Loki. It is clear that your might is not so great as we thought. Would you like to try other games? It is evident that you gain nothing by the first, answered Thor. I should like to try other games, but I should be surprised if such a drink at home among the Asas would be called small. What game will you now offer me? Answered Utgard Loki, Young lads here think it nothing but play to lift my cat up from the ground, and I should never have dared to offer such a thing to Asa Thor, had I not already seen that you are much less of a man than I thought. Then there sprang forth on the floor a gray cat, and it was rather large. Thor went over to it, put his hand under the middle of its body, and tried to lift it up. But the cat bent its back in the same degree as Thor raised his hands, and when he had stretched them up as far as he was able, the cat lifted one foot, and Thor did not carry the game any further. Then said Utgard Loki, This game ended as I expected. The cat is rather large, and Thor is small, and little compared with the great men that are here with us. 
said Thor. Little as you call me, let anyone who likes come hither and wrestle with me, for I am now wroth, answered Utgard Loki, looking about him on the benches. I do not see anyone here who would not think it a trifle to wrestle with you. And again he said, Let me see first. Call hither that old woman El, my foster mother, and let Thor wrestle with her if he wants to. She has thrown to the ground men who have seemed to me no less strong than Thor. Then there came into the hall an old woman. Utgard Loki bade her take a wrestle with Asa Thor. The tale is not long. The result of the grapple was that the more Thor tightened his grasp, the firmer she stood. Then the woman began to bestir herself, and Thor lost his footing. They had some very hard tussles, and before long Thor was brought down on one knee. Then Utgard Loki stepped forward, bade them cease the wrestling, and added that Thor did not need to challenge anybody else to wrestle with him in his hall. Besides, it was now getting late. He showed Thor and his companions to seats, and they spent the night there enjoying the best of hospitality. At daybreak the next day, Thor and his companions arose, dressed themselves, and were ready to depart. Then came Utgard Loki, and had the table spread for them, and there was no lack of feasting both in food and in drink. When they had breakfasted, they immediately departed from the burg. Utgard Loki went with them out of the burg, but at parting he spoke to Thor, and asked him how he thought his journey had turned out, or whether he had ever met a mightier man than himself. Thor answered that he could not deny that he had been greatly disgraced in this meeting. And this I know, he added, that you will call me a man of little account, whereat I am much mortified. Then said Utgard Loki, Now I will tell you the truth, since you have come out of the burg, that if I live and may have my way, you shall never enter it again. And this I know, forsooth, that you should never have come into it, had I before known that you were so strong and that you had come so near bringing us into great misfortune. Know, then, that I have deceived you with illusions. In regard to the first contest, in which Loki took part, the facts were as follows. He was very hungry and ate fast, but he whose name was Loge was wildfire, and he burned the trough no less rapidly than the meat. When Thialfe ran a race with him whose name was Hugé, that was my thought, and it was impossible for him to keep pace with its swiftness. When he drank from the horn and thought it diminished so little, then, by my troth, it was a great wonder which I could never have deemed possible. One end of the horn stood in the sea, that you did not see. When you came to the seashore, you will discover how much the sea has sunk by your drinking. That is now called the ebb. Furthermore, he said, Nor did it seem less wonderful to me that you lifted up the cat, and to tell you the truth, all who saw it were frightened when they saw that you raised one of its feet from the ground, for it was not such a cat as you thought. It was in reality the Midgard serpent which surrounds all lands. It was scarcely long enough to touch the earth with its tail and head, and you raised it so high that your hand nearly reached to heaven." It was also a most astonishing feat when you wrestled with El, for none has ever been, and none shall ever be, that El, Eld, old age, will not be able to get the better of him, though he gets to be old enough to abide her coming. And now the truth is that we must part, and it will be better for both of us that you do not visit me again. 
I will again defend my burg with similar or other delusions, so that you will get no power over me. When Thor heard this tale, he seized his hammer and lifted it into the air, but when he was about to strike, he saw Utgard Loki nowhere, and when he turned back to the burg and was going to dash that to pieces, he saw a beautiful and large plain, but no burg, so he turned and went his way back to Thrudvang. End of section 6. This recording is in the public domain.